Welcome to Ghetto Blaster Magazine's Best Song Ever Podcast. My name is Brian LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my dear, dear cousin, Luke LeBen. How are you doing today, Luke? I'm sipping rosé on a rainy day. Same here, man. It's, this is uh, a good thing to do. This is a cla- I think this is going to be a classy episode, because we're both drinking rosé. Normally, we're both like... You know, just your normal run-of-the-mill bros mm-hmm. drinking beers or... Beer, beer bros, now we're going to be classy and sassy. That, that is right. That's what I aim to do today for sure. Yeah. I've also been doing yoga recently, the last few days. Whoa. <laughs> and uh, so I feel like I'm extra classy now, you know. Yoga is a lot of fun. You, you do it and you stretch and it's harder than I thought it would be, but I like it. Well, what's your favorite pose? Well, I don't know all the names yet, but probably Warrior 2. Warrior 2 is a good one. Um, also, I really like uh, bringing your uh, your hands together and bringing... Uh, My hands? Not not your... Uh, oh, okay. Uh, bringing your hands to the uh, third eye. Ah, up with, in your forehead. Yeah, here. which is what I was doing just before we started to center oh, myself. That's, and I thought you were praying. Yeah, no. Um, I'm just uh, like channeling my energy, you know. My favorite pose... Downward facing dog. Ass in the air, baby. Yeah. That's how I like to be. Face down, ass up. That's face the way down, you like to up. do yoga. Face down, ass up. I don't give a fuck. That's my rap song. Did you know that that's an actual rap song, except not the last, like you just changed a little bit of the <laughs> What's last line? What's the other line? Face down, ass up. That's the way we like to fuck. Oh, that's pretty good, too. Yeah. I got the rhyme right. Yeah, ish. <laughs> I mean, what the, song the word. is that? I don't remember. <laughs> it's, oh, it's two live crew. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Two live crew. They have with they the have, song entitled "Face Down, ah, Ass Up." That's that's the whole title. <laughs> that's the title. That's, I like it. That's good. So you like fuck. Okay. Well, theirs is better than fine. All right, you got me, Brian. I'm not as good as two live crew. I don't know why I. You have to keep proving that to me. I like to remind you, like to take you down a peg, because you always yeah. feel like you're you're better than two live crew, and you're not at all in any way. Am I better than Sir Mix a Lot? Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Well, this is of course best song ever. We're gonna get started here. We each pick three songs in secret and then debut them for each other. If Brian plays a song I love, I'm going to give my stamp for approval, which is Lordy Lordy Barry Gordy. And if I play a song he loves, Brian's going to give his stamp for approval, which is... Papa Likey. So you going to get us started here, Brian? I am, and I feel like I have a good song to start for a rosé party. Um, it So rosé is classy but it's like also Are we getting into rosé talk here <laughs> it's also a little freaky you know what i mean oh yeah it, it's like uh it's not totally it's I don't kind know. it's kind of like an in-between you yeah. know not putting into like kind of like me you know i'm like a rebel i don't go into any box and yeah, exactly. it's like it's like is it white is it red you don't know right yeah same exact way and it's like a hip wine you know and this song super is hip. super hip as well it comes from the uh, la based musician best known as the bassist and one of the producers in the internet this is patrick page the mm. second and uh this album actually came out uh in may so this is absolutely something that slipped through both of our cracks so um, oh this is a slipping through our cracks yeah and uh the, you know that's a classy name too Patrick Page the second. Yeah, it is. And he's it sounds like someone who uh would be sipping on rose as well. Absolutely. He's been the a bassist and producer for a while, but um start just started recently writing his own songs. And it was around three years ago where he went through this tough time in his life, the lowest point of his life. He lost his mother. He um went through a bad breakup and fell out with some of his family members and he started writing after that process and that's where um this album came from uh he says during that summer i had a cat named yuka and she saved my life i've tried to take from that experience and channel it the best i can and write about all of those moments and thus letters of irrelevance was born and that's the name of the the album uh the song we're going to listen to it's a pretty upbeat song. It um, it's a great party song, but also there is kind of a underlying tinge to it. And uh, he says about the song that he 
Um, well, in his life, he would make an attempt to go out and enjoy himself at parties, but even when he was trying to maintain a social life at some point when it was all over, he had to go home, be alone, and face his demons. So that is the, the uh, crux of this song. Uh, let's get into it, listen to it, and sip on some rosé. This is Patrick Page II with the party song, Do My Dance. That song was cool. I was kind of like waiting for it to take a turn or like some indication of what you're talking about, the facing your demons. But I kind of was like, this still just sounds like a party song Mm -hmm. and it is the party song. But then he says the we don't want to go home thing. And so that I got it like this image of just we're going to party all night so we don't have to face right shit that we're dealing with yeah yeah and it's and there there's like parts of maybe the the party's losing energy and and he's like come on let's let's keep it going let's keep it going and um i think that's uh underlying the um wanting to distract yourself from things and invest in this also he uh keeps calling it the function which yes i mean i I've not called parties functions before, and I, I like, like it. Heard, I like it so much more. I've heard that phrase, yeah, uh, thrown around in a few songs recently, um, and I like it. It's I a, like it a it's lot. A, yeah, it's a nice word choice. For it's a uh, it's something that you would go and drink rosé at. You know, like a function. You, you would go to a function and drink rosé. Absolutely. I wrote a song before. It's kind of like an unfinished song I wrote, but I just had the chorus was. 
everybody wants to party. They can't see I'm falling apart here. <laughs> and that's what I thought of when you were talking about that. Although here it's like, he you, wants do, to, you don't want to yeah. think about how you're falling apart and party. Yeah. To mm-hmm. uh, cope with that. Um, yeah. That's some, some real shit. I mean, that's a lot of us do that when you're dealing with something you want to distract yourself and not face it. Um, but you know, it comes up in its own ways. Uh, that's real about cats saving your life too, because anytime I've been in like a bad state or like my girlfriend, like there's been times where I was like crying and my cats come to comfort me and they, mm-hmm. they know what's up. So yep. same with, with me and, uh, my and dogs. The pups, yeah. yeah. They so. can read your emotions for sure. Absolutely. So that was Patrick page. The second with the party song, do my dance from letters of irrelevance, which is out now on empire. Highly recommend checking that album out. That is kind of an outlier. It's more of a party jam. A lot of it is uh, a little more spacey and uh, contemplative. It's good stuff. I'm glad you played that because... Thank you. (laughs) Well, let me tell you why. Okay. (laughs) Because uh, my first song comes from an album that features Mr. Steve Lacey, who is also in the internet with Patrick Page Second. Uh, this comes from Blood Orange, the album Negro Swan. Nice. I actually didn't even know this was coming out until a few days ago, and then uh, it was out, and I was like, it's amazing. I love Blood Orange. Listened to all his past records and loved them, but I feel like this one is the best. I don't know. I'm loving it. And it has some amazing people featured on it. You got, well, I don't know if I'd call them amazing, Diddy's on it, um, which is interesting. But it's still a big name for. I was surprised mm-hmm. to see him on here. Uh, people you've played, Tayshea and Georgia Ann Muldrow. Yeah. Um, as well as ASAP Rocky and Steve Lacey, as I mentioned. So, Blood Orange is the project of Dev Hines, Devante Hines, and he, uh, is this is his fourth album, and he's always has sort of smooth 80s influenced, mm-hmm. uh, you know, type of like funky R and B type albums. And I feel like when I was listening to the stuff from the new album, I was like, I feel like this is dealing more with race and uh, like more like heavier topics where I feel like maybe touched on it subtly in the past, but not so much. And, um, he actually said my newest album is an exploration into my own and many types of black depression an honest look at the corners of black existence and the ongoing anxieties of queer people or queer slash people of color a reach back into childhood and modern traumas and the things we do to get through it all. The underlying thread through each piece on the album is the idea of hope and the lights we can try to turn on within ourselves with a hopefully positive outcome of helping others out of their darkness. So beautiful sentiment behind it and the song uh with diddy and tayshe is actually called hope and that's yeah theme throughout the album we're going to listen to the song called charcoal baby Mm. and we were talking Mm -hmm. about this yesterday you were saying oh this is about uh like pop stars appropriating hip-hop culture and then abandoning pulling back yeah specifically miley cyrus and he well he said um dev hines said it's about white people who have got their cred by flirting with rap culture right and miley cyrus famously was all about hip-hop and then went back back to being a pop country whatever yeah yeah Uh, um yeah and he uh he also said it started out as like about one particular person uh people are theorizing that that one particular person is miley cyrus Most likely but then he was saying that it actually applies to so so many more. oh yeah absolutely. Uh, you know like i wonder when uh taylor swift is going to uh go back to her her roots maybe the next that's album the thing that... she was like rapping on this new one too right. and it's that not like I don't know. I don't think it sounds like rap coming from her. Like no. she's just speaking weird. But yeah, definitely is taking from the that style. Um, but that's actually the song Vulture Baby. And that comes after that's like a short interlude after Charcoal Baby. Uh the lyrics he says of Vulture Baby are she'll change her mind, grow plastic curls and like so it's that sort of mm-hmm. you know, that makes me think of Miley Cyrus just 
I'll change my uh, look and change my style and discard what I was doing before. Dev was talking to Pitchfork about um, this song, and he was saying that there wasn't really guitar on his last uh, couple of albums, and he got a Fender made a guitar for him, and so he was using it for this. And I love the guitar sound. He says uh, he did a lot of crazy shit to the guitar sound, put different vinyl effects on it, warping at different speeds. And it's so such a unique sound, and we'll talk more after we listen to it. But then he said, then for the vocals, I wanted something that felt a bit more joyous for quite simply a celebration of black skin. So that's what he's trying to accomplish with this song. So let's take a listen to Blood Orange with Charcoal Baby. I'm a huge fan of Dev Hines uh, in 
a lot of his different capacities. Uh, he produced the uh, EP for Solange, like before um, a seat at the table, uh, called True, and it that has my favorite song of all time, which is "Losing You" by Solange, and he did the oh, music yeah. for it, and. So I, didn't I even realized that. Yeah, and um, it, he he's just such an incredible producer, putting together um, really beautiful, catchy, and interesting spacey music. And uh, this is a very very good culmination of a lot of his blood orange work. Uh, it reminds me most of Cupid Deluxe. This song, I feel like it would fit in the most on that album. But this uh, this album is kind of all over the place in a way, but also consistent and uh, very cohesive. Uh, yeah, I, I like it a lot. I'm excited to spend more time with the whole album. Um, also, have you uh, listened to his project Lightspeed Champion at all? That sounds familiar. I feel like I may have heard something from that. It's uh, it's older, like 2008 or, or mm-hmm. so, and it's like more folky. It's really weird mm. and cool. I actually randomly started listening to it earlier this year. Um, hit the first album from Lightspeed Champion. There's two full lengths, and uh, the first one's super good. It's really, really weird. Uh, check that out, nice. too. Yeah, I but need this, to that. this song so so fantastic. I love uh, the guitar sounds, like you said. And when it kind of strips away and goes into what I thought was maybe the end... And then the, it comes and back in jam, uh, yeah. at the end. It, it's just so good. Um, he really knows how to compose um, really, really good songs. Yeah. And this song, he played it live when he was opening for Solange's Fantastic Cosmic Journey show at the Hollywood Bowl. So, yeah, he's clearly tight with her and done stuff for her. I didn't realize. I love that song. And mm-hmm. he played me that. I didn't realize he did the music for it. Um Someone else he's friends with who uh, I think about, I can hear moments where I'm like, they they clearly are influenced by the same thing and they do different things with it, but is Aaron Main from Porches. Oh, okay. I can really see they're both sort of influenced by some of the similar production, the really lush synths and that, that big belchy bass. And Aaron Main is actually listed as a composer on the album and this song specifically, so that's why probably his style comes through because he was actually working on it yeah that guitar sound i love how it's kind of going in and out of tune yes and for sure. uh like he'll do that a lot of in a lot of different ways on the album where things kind of get dissonant or sort of chaotic and then sort of brings back to this beautiful melody but um the lyrics when he says um i love the line can you still count all the reasons that you're not alone and that's the verse he's saying, when you wake up, it's not the first thing that you want to know. Can you still count all the reasons that you're not alone? And when he's talking about being a celebration of black skin, going to be a white man explaining race relations. Mm-hmm. Is that's not, always good. It's always great. But no, I just think about the like idea of like your race sort of being projected on you when when you wake up, it's not the first thing you want to know. It's like... You're just living your life not thinking of being put in whatever box, whatever label being placed upon you. And if it's forced upon you, then, like he says, no one wants to be the odd one out at times, you know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you do want your individuality and your uniqueness, like, recognized. But sometimes you want to blend in and you don't want to be the odd one out, don't want to be called out for whatever reason. And um, so when someone's sort of placing that label on you making you think about that that might not be what you wanted you know but beautiful song it's like you said i love that giant synth that comes back in with the synth and the funky bass and just a great ending but i feel like uh dev is moving up in the world obviously he's worked with awesome people like solange but i was like wow he got diddy on here that's pretty uh it's pretty crazy, um, but yeah. I feel like this is his best album, and that's saying a lot because all of his past albums were pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. So that was Blood Orange with Charcoal Baby from Negro Swan, out now on Domino. 
All right, I'm going to switch gears a little bit here from the first couple songs and play a Montreal singer-songwriter. Montreal. Uh, you know Montreal? More like Montreal, like munch, because they got great food culture there. Do they? No, I'm making that up. That's I just great. Put munch in there. I bet they have poutine there. You just say Montreal funny, and so I wanted to make fun of you. Do I? Yeah, you said it, Montreal. You said it before, and I wanted to make fun of you, but I. Well, I'm happy that <laughs> it's kind of like how you say Halloween. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, we, we all have our weird things. I'll be yeah. sure to try and, you know, point out all of the Don't. incorrect things yeah. that you do. Good. Um, in Good your luck. life, uh, let's talk about all the poor life decisions you've made. Number one. With I, a bullet. <laughs> I dare you. Just try and name one. Nah, we'll we'll, we'll get this. No, this I'm saying is, just try and name one, because oh. there's so many, it's hard to just... <laughs> Narrow it down. I feel like this conversation, though, is in opposition of what this song is about. This song is about camaraderie. It's about unfaltering uh, acceptance and friendship, and uh, I feel like that's what we okay. have. We have that sort of... Uh, sometimes but it's uh, buried there with in between the antagonism but <laughs> right um but yeah this is helena deland and she has been releasing um this kind of weird project over the year of 2018 uh in kind of two song batches uh, weird called all together unaccompanied and there have been two volumes so far two more to come this year and um songs are really cool they're strange they they fit together nice as a collection but at the same time um they're different and distinct uh, as batches of two like it, it's just it's a cool release schedule i think and um she feels that they're more of a collection of memories in song form and uh she says the songs are to be considered as their own little things They are part of something larger, but they live on their own. And I think that that uh, makes sense when you listen to the different batches. The songs range from some tender folk to synth-infused pop to 80s-inspired alternative. They're all over the place stylistically. It really shows um, her range. I feel like it's almost like a tryout for like a major label, you know? Like, come on, look at all the stuff I can do. Sign me. Um, but at the same time, they're true artistic expressions. Um, and the, the song we're going to listen to is more colorful. It's got kind of a dancey feel to it and it's good for a nice glass of rosé, if you ask me. Sip, sip. (laughs) So, exactly. So let's sip, sip and listen to the song. This is Helena Deland with Claudian. i 
Lordy Lordy Barry Gordy on this rainy rosé day. That was a perfect song to listen to. Uh, the vocals alone were mm-hmm. incredible, and I loved the harmonies. And I liked how most everything was sort of muted and subtle in the background. She would bring it forward at times, but really just like the vocals are surrounding you, and that's all just sort of in the background. But... Um, yeah, it was synthier than I thought it was. I don't know why. I was not really expecting it to be like that, but I loved it. And um, I like the sort of like, I don't know if it's like a key change or just going from like minor to major in the sort of like chorus, I guess. But was it a chorus? I'm not sure. It all just kind of bleeds into each yeah. other. Yeah, I, I love that about it. It's just kind of like floating along and existing with almost formless in a way but yeah. there is some like underlying form to it it, it is kind of uh i don't know like aquatic in nature almost um sip 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 exactly <laughs> just like rose is aquatic in nature um and it did feel like a memory like the mm-hmm, lyrics too because mm-hmm. as she said something all i remember is uh like keeping you safe so yeah, yeah. you definitely get that feeling for sure. And the, the other song um, on this release of the All Together Unaccompanied series is like a really beautiful folk song, uh, acoustic mm. guitar led. So it, it's just, she's so versatile. Her voice is incredible. And she does really, like you said, really interesting melody changes and doesn't really, like she takes you unexpected places in the songs. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that. Uh, hard to to guess like where the song is going when it first starts so it's super cool that was helena deland with claudian from altogether unaccompanied volume four which is coming out october 19th on luminel recordings go check the other volume one and two which are out now three and four are both coming out on october 19th all right, so that was Helena by My Chemical Romance from Three no, Cheers for Sweet Revenge. You played it, it. You played that. <laughs> I did play it, and before. it hurt me. What? That song fucking shreds, bro. No, it. It was. It, I felt like it was the right. Like I feel like there's a combination of sounds that you can kill people with, <laughs> like or like stop their heart or something. Like you know the five point punch that or whatever oh, yeah, it yeah, is. Right. That was like the song equivalent. In, in my soul to the five-point punch where it's just like, it, I felt like I was going to die if it went on anymore. How 
dare you? <laughs> I fucking, and I do have like sentimental attachment. I love that album so much. Gerard, Gerard way whispering. You just couldn't handle that. that no five point punched you. No, I'd rather have Gerard Depardieu. Thank you very much. <laughs> Why don't we get Gerard Depardieu to uh, do a I'm My Chemical Romance oh, cover album? Okay. We'll call it Gerard doing Gerard. <laughs> or Gerard Depardieu's. Or way, day doing way. Man, this yeah, yeah this, this is works. Coming together. I like it. All right. Con- hey, Gerard, you're a big fan, we know. Uh, yeah. Both both Gerards. Both Gerards. Reach out to us. All right. From two Gerards to... <laughs> no, I have no segue from two Gerards. That sounds like a good like sitcom from the 80s. Two Gerards. Yeah, or it could be like a reality show with them. <laughs> My two Gerards. My two Gerards. Oh, all right, we, we got to stop brainstorming. We could go all day with great <laughs> Gerard-based IP, um, but we got to get to the next song. Um, Brian, in the history of our podcast, uh-huh. you've had your clutch on crutch. You know what I mean? Thousand Foot Crutch, the old new metal Christian band. I'm not talking TFK. Oh, okay. But I am talking about the Crutchfield Monopoly you've had. Oh. You played Allison Crutchfield. Yeah, I know where this is going. As well as her sister, Katie Crutchfield, and her band Waxahachie. Uh huh. So you know. Mm. You've heard the good news that Waxahachie has a new EP coming out. Oh, no, this is different. So, um, did you hear the new song that came out? The Waxahachie song? Yeah. No, I was, oh, okay. I was thinking you were talking about Swearin', which is Allison Crutchfield. No. Oh, oh man. she's in Swearin'? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Um, no, this is Waxahachie. Um, ah. So, yeah, Waxahachie is the project of Katie Crutchfield. They put out the album last year, Out in the Storm. You played the song mm. from that. So good. Um, and, you know, you expect Waxahachie to be you know shredding like my chemical romance <laughs> no oh, but you no. expect like some big hard rocking electric guitar based stuff um in more like elaborate production whereas this is like a stripped down folk song hmm. and it's actually uh, a project that she had during the time she was making cerulean salt and ivy trip and she had this project great thunder that they recorded these songs and I don't think she did anything with them. And so she dug them up and, uh, took them down to Justin Vernon's April based studios mm. and worked with, uh, producer Brad cook. Do you know him? Have you ever heard his name floating around out there? I don't know. Pitchfork has called him your favorite indie band, secret weapon. Uh, he's in his golden messenger who I've played on the pod before. Mm-hmm. And he's worked with, uh, William Tyler, who William Tyler talked about him when I interviewed him, uh, mountain goats, bony bear. He plays in Sharon Van Etten's band. So he's worked with like so many staples of indie rock and, um, lots of good people, but none of them are my favorite bands, but that's all right. Pitchfork. You can keep trying mountain goats. I wouldn't consider them one of my favorite. Oh, bands. They're one of my favorite bands. They're good. For sure. Um, yeah, and you have your weird uh, grudge about Boney Bear, but you gotta. I'm gonna have a, a Boney Bear, a Bone in. No, I was gonna try and turn Iver into intervention, but <laughs> Boney Bear. You oh, need no, a sorry. Bone intervention because um doesn't work, <laughs> um because he's got his fingers in all these important pies, and uh, he's works with. All these amazing artists that I feel like you need to... He's an important voice in music. You need to get on board. Yeah, I'm all right. But um, he he had a hand in this and that they recorded his, his cool. studios. Like I said, this is like a stripped-down folk song. It's called Chapel of Pines. While the music is more toned down, her voice is still sort of what you'd expect. is very powerful and sort of like cracking in interesting ways, even though the music is very subtle and... Um, it feels like a sort of nature church service because it's Chapel of Pines. Mm. And that's the sort of, you know, somber uh, mood you get from it. So let's take a listen to Waxahachie with Chapel of Pines. Mississippi, I'm alone in the alley. What am I so 
that was real pretty and relaxing and I don't know if it was the song or the rosé or a combination of both but I just got a little sleepy yeah like it, it, it did a good job bringing the old blood pressure down you know normally when we're around each other you make my blood pressure spike I make it boil your blood <laughs> yeah and uh, that that did nice uh, that did nice job bringing that down um, yeah I liked it you know I have issues with some folk songs if it there's not enough going on i think that this straddled the line of almost not enough going on for me but the parts between like verses and chorus with the piano coming in is just beautiful so and her voice is great too that's why i love it because it feels very delicate and like an effort to uh you know not have that much going on keep it like sort of soft and somber do you feel like i took you to church right there uh yeah like a wiccan service about the earth oh, okay. you know yeah. and that kind of like i feel like wiccans get such a bad rap they're not like these um like satanists or anything they just uh, like worship the so earth what if they are satanists get a bad rap satanists yeah fucking that's true rule. <laughs> that, yeah that's true too but no yeah this this uh i, f- I felt like i went to church yeah um it's it has a hymn quality to it mm-hmm. that and we're not going to play him or horror right now, but right. It, that, and especially that musical interlude with just that little tapping on the yeah. piano kind of really reminds me of him. That's what I liked. It feels the, there's very few lyrics in it. Most of it is just her saying, will you go? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what you're talking about. Not a lot going on mm-hmm. because it is just that one line sort of repeated. Um, but it feels, I don't know. I just get this sort of feeling of when she says, Mississippi, I'm alone in the alley. What am I supposed to be fighting for? Just one of those moments where you're sort of just like, what the fuck am I doing? Where do I go? And she's talking about like, tell me what the future holds and will you go? Maybe that's what she was dealing with at that point, like losing someone who was going to go away. And um, I don't know, but it has that that feeling of sort of being uh, in that vulnerable state of like, where do I go from here? And, I don't know, it becomes a sort of religious experience, meditative, trying to figure out where to go next. Yeah, a good song to bring your hands up to the third eye, too. Yeah, totally. All right, so that was Waxahachie with Chapel of Pines from Great Thunder EP out September 7th on Merge Records. You think Waxahachie's a... You think Katie Crutchfield's a witch? A Wiccan? Um, you know, yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Asked and answered. Well, you heard it, Katie. You're a witch. But that's cool because witches are are sweet. And she, and you magical. know, when she plays music, she's absolutely bewitching. Yeah, she's a witch a woman. All right. Well, I'm going to play my last song now which comes from one of my favorite up and coming bands. Um these guys are fucking children. They're, they're only 19 they're only 19 years old when their first album came out in 2016 they were 17 years old Whoa. in high school and uh i loved it was on my uh end of the year top 20 list i'm talking about the goon sacks mm. the, the trio from australia yeah i don't think i knew that they were that young they're so young yeah it makes sense uh that like they were in high school during that period because so much of the lyrics in the in that album are so awkward and nerdy and quirky and very silly and kind of i wouldn't say juvenile but like very have a funny like sense of humor from high school times you know yeah they're always like laughing at the word duty and stuff exactly like drawing dicks on things yeah no not quite that but um this uh this album has uh them stepping a little more into maturity but still retaining their quirkiness um the song i'm gonna play is a different side that i hadn't heard from them before it's really this song is really heartbreaking actually it's like such a good representation of of loneliness in a song and where i think this also points to how they have shifted over the last two years um they had a song about loneliness on uh, their 
debut album up to anything which was called ice cream on my own and that was about how he was lonely because he would just Mm. eat ice cream by himself you know and that kind of points to that juvenile humor making it like a really nice sounding catchy song about just eating ice cream by yourself and being lonely this is um i just think eating ice cream on my own it's dancing on my own by robin <laughs> yeah with ice cream it's similar to that for sure but this finds two of the band members switching vocals back and forth and they're both singing about how they just can't win in this relationship um for how they have been raised and like how their minds have been set and then um how they have a tendency to pull away when they should actually move forward towards each other and they're both pulling away getting even further from each other it, it's really really a great song i'm excited for you to hear it this is the first time that their drummer louis forster is singing in the band as well um before the other two guys would trade kind of on off and on but now she is doing equal parts within the band which is exciting based on this song um so Let's get into the song. I'm excited for you to hear it. This is The Goon Sacks with We Can't Win. myself from a situation when it makes me nervous but I don't want distance when distance always seems to be the thing that comes and hurts us we can't win how can I feel alright when I'll hate myself for it and this feeling in the back of my head since I woke up I can't ignore it you told me you wanted to spend some time alone i understood i just wanted you here and when the bus went past your house and past your stop and didn't stop my eyes filled with tears we can't win these nights staring at your back have made me lonely we don't want But it seems to come to us so easily We can't win I was told to distance myself from a situation where I'll dole out another Lordy Lordy Berry Cordy for that. Um, when the acoustic guitar kicked in, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I love this. Yes. Um, and I really liked the sort of loose uh, structure of the lyrics. Uh, sometimes, like, fitting a lot of syllables in just mm. didn't feel structured, felt kind of loose and conversational. Um, and I liked the the two sides of it and talking about when she said something about, like, 
feeling like guilty for feeling good or something like that or being okay and like it seemed like that idea of like you know if there's these two people are struggling with their own issues but are in a relationship and then it's like one person's feeling good and then maybe feel guilty if the other person's still struggling you know and being like oh we can't win like i'm i feel happy or this good thing happened but i still can't win it's still like sort of tainted yeah and i think um what makes this even more heartbreaking to me is that they sing the exact same lines like so these characters or whatever in oh, this wait, song so both their verses were are 100 percent the same because i don't picked up on yeah. it more on her verse but and, yeah so they're feeling the exact same way but still have so much distance in between them mm. and like it, it to me just makes it all the more heartbreaking like they're they uh they can't tell each other necessarily that they're both on the same page and even if they did would it matter and they just can't win um yeah it's and a, the, I such love, a good song i love that the distance because i did catch that they both said that part the same the mm-hmm. uh, i was told to distance myself from the situation but distance is the problem here basically right and i feel like that's a thing in life where it's like i'll often like file away different phrases or like advice that people give and then often there's situations where you try to make it apply and you're like oh that doesn't really work here you know the it seems good in theory but the actual application doesn't work but yeah that's uh that's that does add a whole other layer to it yeah um and this song is lower energy for them and like less jittery than a lot of their other stuff and um the there are two other singles from this album out right now i highly recommend checking them out um they're totally different and they have um another vocalist on one of them as well and it's uh yeah they their other songs have just more of a manic feel to them that i think Mm -hmm. is super cool but they're all in that jangle that great jangle pop uh arena from australia and it fits in well with the uh the best of the genre i feel like i'm i'm super excited for uh for this album to come out so that was the goon sacks with we can't win from we're not talking which is out september 14th on wichita recording all right so my next song comes from a indie rock band from tulsa tulsa oklahoma i don't know if they talk like that there um most likely yeah which, by the way, I watched uh, Stephen King's Graveyard Shift last night, um, going through a major Stephen King phase because I've been watching Castle Rock. Mm-hmm. But that movie, uh, there's a character in it, and you can't tell if he's supposed to be British or Southern. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's supposed to be Southern, but everything he says is like this, kind of. But I feel like he's just slipping into a British accent sometimes. Weird. But So I feel like, I don't know if you could discern what my accent was, because I'm bad at accents. But anyway, this band is from Tulsa, Oklahoma, where they talk like that. And um, this is the band Bronco. You ever heard them? I don't think so. And not like OJ's car, not like the white Ford Bronco mm. or like the horse it's named for, mm. but like bronchitis with an O at the end. So it's spelled with a CH. Ah. Um, but I, uh, like Broncho. Broncho, exactly. Oh, have I been pronouncing it wrong? It's Broncho. No, I'm just kidding. It's Bronco. But, uh, back in, uh, 2014, I had, I feel like I had like not kept up with new music for a couple years because i remember you in the end of 2013 you were showing me like your list and you had like tegan and sarah i remember this and i was like oh brian's like still up on the new music i need to get back on it and so i started checking out uh stuff in 2014 and i remember i heard class historian the song by bronco um right around the time i heard history eraser by courtney barnett and so i just associate them two together Mm. that was like in the same when i heard of her and um i heard of this band as well and uh they're just like a great catchy indie rock band i just really loved that song it was just sort of fun and catchy and then i kept up with them they had an album uh called double vanity back in 2016 and I remember it being so more like hazy 
Um, they sort of had their catchy indie rock sound, but hazed it up a lot. And now it seems like maybe they're pulling back that haze and uh, perfecting the sound that they uh, originally had. And they uh, were, as many artists are now, inspired by the situation, the political climate and such. Uh, and Ryan Lindsay, who's the frontman, said... It's a reflection of the current world. Everybody's been acting badly over the last few years, so we made a record about it. And he said during the writing process, he watched a lot of CNN. And he said, from an entertainer standpoint, I get what they're doing, calling everything breaking news and keeping people glued. But taking up that kind of space can't be good for society. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's definitely true, where it's like, I, I see things like that all the time, and I'm like, I I get the purpose of it, but you need to stop, you yeah. know. And um, you know, the the press is the enemy of the people is what I'm trying to say. No. <laughs> it sounds like I'm it. joking. It sounds like you're saying CNN fake news. And that's the thing that's tricky is because it's like, yeah, I have problems with the press. I have problems with CNN and the, just media in general. But that doesn't mean that they're the enemy of the people. But Trump uses that to, oh, yeah. to, to tap um, into that. Yeah. Yeah. Take a real problem and blow it up bigger than it is, you know, making it into something it's not. But anyway, um, I didn't even pick up on any of that listening to the song the first time. It just has a funky riff and it it's pretty catchy and fun. But then it's got this deeper level. So let's take a listen to Bronco with Sandman.
groovy baby yeah <laughs> that was a really nice groovy song uh you know i liked it It was a good poppy nug and i just wanted to get it to get it in my belly uh what, i like, wanted it to get in my belly remember I'm, that i'm so confused because it's like there's like three different people here there was austin powers and then fat bastard and somehow they slipped out and now yeah. it's just you here i'm confused i brought him in to help explain my feelings about the song uh, and then Fat Bastard really fucked up his delivery on, on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, that that was, uh, I enjoyed it. It had a really great groove, good riff going on, and uh, nice to just bob around to, baby. Yeah. Right? Yeah, nice bobbing. And that's the thing that, like, the haziness where it's, like, somewhat scaled back here. Mm-hmm. There's sort of a darkness to it, uh, mm-hmm. just sort of like an air, unsettling air to it, even though it is nice and funky. They released two songs on Friday and announced their new album, Bad Behavior. They released this and the song, Boys Got To Go. And there's a 12-minute video that follows a man's journey of self-realization as he breaks down and breaks through his own wall. He slowly finds the strength to start over and face life with a new outlook. So that's something I feel like a lot of us can relate to. Uh, That sort of will to how do I go on, you know, especially at this time, and uh, sort of having to uh, start over and face life again. But uh, Bronco has been a band, you know, I feel like some bands I hear and I'm like, oh, that song's catchy, but I don't know if it's going to be worth following their Mm -hmm. releases really. But I have followed them and enjoyed the progression and I'm excited to uh, hear what they've got in store for this new album. So that was Bronco with Sandman from Bad Behavior out October 12th on Park the Van Records. Alright, so we got one more thing left to do, and that's talk about the music we're excited for coming out this week in Shouts. Alright, first up, Shouts to Blood Orange. We heard it on this episode, Negro Swan. Fantastic album. Listen to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, Shouts to Study Holiday. That is Dre Babinski's band. Mm-hmm. I uh, played that previously on the pod. Uh, Nobody's Watching. I played the titular Nobody's Watching. That is a great album. Uh, check that out. Whitney Ballen, You're a Shooting Star, I'm a Sinking Ship. That is great as well. Um, those came out this previous Friday, but we also want to look ahead to next Friday. I got a couple that I'm looking forward to. Wild Nothing with Indigo. Wild Nothing's always great. Every album they put out is yeah. Um, yeah, they're pretty good. dreamy and just good stuff. Um, then, Big Red Machine the aforementioned Brad Cook, who uh, produced Waxahachie's EP, mm-hmm. is uh, working on that as well. That is the band made up of Justin Vernon and Aaron Dessner from The National. Oh. Um, and they've been very interesting. They've released a lot of singles, and they're very strange and interesting. So, curious to see what that will be like. What you got? Uh, I got... The only one that came out the pre- previous Friday was Um with parts uh that Mm -hmm. that album's cool uh and then coming up here muncie girls with fixed ideals love this album so much uh it's one of my favorites of the year uh also saint seneca with pillar of nah i'm excited to check that out nah i'm not gonna check that out oh come on come on come on check out pillar of nah all right uh also idols joy as an act of resistance uh yeah that's gonna be cool Idols is a cool, weird band. Punky. Weird. I uh, can't listen to them because the Ten Commandments tell me not to worship idols. So. <laughs> That's true. Well, false idols. They're real. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then also Mass Gothic. I've tortured you long enough. They're always good for a spin. And you have tortured me long enough with just the sound of your voice. It's like you listening to My Chemical Romance <laughs> is to me. The Five Finger yes exactly you are just murdering me with every word that comes out of your mouth so let's wrap up the show all right thanks for listening folks uh you can head over to ghettoblastermagazine.com and check out all the great content over there and you can find us on the tweets and such at best song ever pod write us a review if you feel so inclined on itunes and we'd like to thank our friends of the band congress for letting us use their song pound fight as our theme 
for Ghetto Blaster Magazine, I'm Luke LeBen saying, eh, you better check your perspective. And I'm Brian LeBen reminding you, don't let the fat bastards grind you down. This is the best song ever, baby. <laughs>